Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Bananas and pancakes, yeah, sure. That's nice. Take a memo on your Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Take a memo on your Newton. Oh, oh no! Should we just go then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy. Um, I have a couple of lovely co-hosts with me. It's the same old guys it always is. It's uh, Tiss. Yo! And it's Beef. All right. I was about to go into a really long-winded intro like Beef did, and I sort of got bored <laughs> straight away. I just like, yeah, don't, like don't take that. That's my trademark. <laughs> I was biting on beef style there a little bit. No, forget it. That's mine. Get your own. Uh, so how are you boys doing? It's a it's a miserable time in the world, so we're probably not going to spend much time talking about how we're doing because the obvious no. answer is kind of shite. But Mate, I'm on cloud nine. I've had oh, my dissertation. Great. Beef finished his dissertation. I'm yeah. actually feeling really good, uh, despite everything. <laughs> I feel really bad I about feel that. good today because I've actually seen positive things on social media for the first time in like fucking ever mm. and it's lifted my spirits a little bit so yeah That's good. absolutely i uh, there is good stuff i stopped smoking weed two weeks ago so oh, wow. about a two-week break uh and it's continuing it's going to kind of carry on i've seen a lot of benefits i feel like this is that time that every stoner goes through when they just stop smoking weed and just have have that stoner period in their life maybe hmm. we'll see have you had any um bad dreams night terrors and shit uh, the first few days, um, I couldn't mm. sleep for shit. But now, um, I'm sleeping like a baby. But I've been working mm. in London, driving back and forth to London every day. So that's part of it. Wow. But I feel way wow. more empowered in my mind. Uh, the paranoia side of weed fucking creeps up on you and you don't realize it. Yeah. And then you're just that's like, oh, I stopped shit. Them years ago. I don't have so much anxiety about things that aren't going to happen because I'm not paranoid. Fuck. That's what paranoia is. Yeah. I always I, thought I was I never paranoid enough without having to, having that. I thought paranoia <laughs> was it. just like I, I don't even know what I thought it was like paranoia, like of of the government or something. I don't know, like mm. of, of things. But actually, it's just little everyday things that 
you, you think it's going to go this way. Yeah. But actually, if you think about it rationally, it could go anyway. So you don't have to just think about the negative side of it. That's that's what paranoia was for me anyway. Yeah, I was. I had a, a real tough time with paranoia as a teenager. Um, we're getting re- really heavy on the episode like two minutes <laughs> in. I was diagnosed with paranoia as a teenager. Hmm. And um, it took a long time for me to like move on. Like, that was like a part of my life for eight eight years, something like that. Hmm. Um, but it just got overtaken by crippling depression. So, <laughs> oh, that's all right then. <laughs> See, I've got nothing to add to this weed conversation. I've I've just never got into it. No, none of, none of it from the weed. That's just just from my uh, terrible genetic makeup. What really helped me actually, I did a tab of acids two weeks ago, uh, and that really helped me clear out the system. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> now he's on that instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I gave up, I gave up the weed well, and. Rather fortunately for acid, I don't. There's no such thing as being addicted to acid unless you're literally, you know, you're. People say the same thing about weed. Ripe and ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to meet someone who was addicted to acid. And, and the end of their day, anything can be addicted. No anything way. Can be addicted acid. Really? Anything can Have be you addicted. Taken acid. Fuck. I wouldn't want to go back into that space after even ten years, man. <laughs> Fuck that. People get addicted to like biscuits. You know, you got addicted to roller coasters, Tiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mexican food. Yeah, but roller coasters don't make you rethink everything about your life. <laughs> they do for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right. So, should we? So, Beef's having a great time. He's handed in his dissertation six yeah, years in the making. Yeah. So, we're all big proud of Beefy. Tiss has been making some big life changes with his uh, <laughs> terrible substance abuse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and lack, uh, lack thereof. <laughs> Um, and I saw two good news stories on social media today so we're all on cloud nine yeah Um, aside from that the world's still on fire so let's uh, get on with a nice cheery topic Um, but saying that I thought there's a lot of uh, serious stuff uh, in the news and around the world right now and I sort of didn't want to just gloss over it because it's all kind of important so I thought I've kind of got a a fairly serious topic tonight Mm -hmm. okay Tonight we're going to talk about, well, the t- episode's going to be titled, The Simpsons Predicted It. Oh, <laughs> okay. I am looking Amazing. forward to this one. This is a pure, um, let's forget about the world for like an hour episode. Oh, uh, this so is the excited. one I planned on doing last time. Uh, <laughs> and I said, oh, it's a bit too stupid. And then everyone said, do the stupid episode. And I thought, we need this more than ever. Actually, Definitely. I just say, I'm going to leave this behind after now. When I was on acid, just reminding me, <laughs> um, I spent the whole morning watching The Simpsons. It was fuck. I laughed my fucking ass off. It was. <laughs> that's. I was saying, Beef. I got the set and setting absolutely perfect, and The Simpsons. If if you're lost at sea uh, in your brain on acid, The Simpsons is. The perfect grounding tool. Just yeah, a fucking. If you're not it's just so on acid, funny. if you're lost, yeah. snuggle into a warm, familiar episode of The Simpsons. You feel right as rain. Uh, Absolutely it's brilliant. One that you've seen like fifty times already. Yeah, whack it on. You'll feel like snug. Yeah, I, yeah. I sat there for at least three hours, just fucking laughing my ass off. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I had to add that. Excellent. Sounds good. Nice. So the acid. the episode that we recorded for. Uh, the known for filmography podcast of the Simpsons four and one more. It was so popular. Everyone wanted more Simpsons content. And I thought, well, I can revisit this that I was going to do like last month anyway, or a couple of months ago. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so happy right now. This is going to be fun. 
You were worried when I said it was serious, right? <laughs> no, I, I knew you were never going to do a serious episode. Of course not. I spend, I spend all of my fucking time at the moment being serious. This is my break. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get into some of these crazy theories, um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole, like, The Simpsons predicted it line of thought? It's... Uh, it's... <sighs> The Simpsons, to me, I can't even explain how much it really means to me. I've got so much education from The Simpsons, but (laughs) on the point of it predicted it, The Simpsons writers were so on the pulse of what was happening in the world. It's almost like... um, Like those modern-day philosophers. They're Mm -hmm. like a philosophy sort of thing. Like they, They knew what was happening, where the world was going... And they wrote that into the show, and they got it right. They got so well, they much are right. A ridiculously uh, like overqualified writing team for writing a cartoon. A lot of them are like you know Harvard graduates and scientists and all this sort of thing. But they just like writing cartoons. Really? Is that true? I didn't know Is that, that. Yeah. Wow. Like ninety nine percent of the writing team are Harvard graduates. It makes a lot of sense. Wow. So they're really intelligent. That's the writing team. And, and it, anyway. mm. the fact that it can speak to the, uh, you know, because Homer isn't a genius, the fact that mm. they can get into that, I guess, that mindset and, and do it so well. Because we can all relate to Homer. It doesn't feel like they're mocking. Homer is the part classes. of all of us that is just stupid but doesn't care. We all know that we do stupid things, but we're, we're okay with it. We're, we're okay yeah. with ourselves being stupid. And that's Homer. That's his character. Yeah. yeah. So. I guess we'll talk about a few of the big ones, first of all. I know we have a ban on the T word on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's one so, of the biggies. Well, that's the he? biggie biggie. So let's get out of the way, and I don't think we're going to have too much to say about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I actually watched this episode fairly recently. I was watching a few some of the seasons I don't watch so much, so anything after series 10. <laughs> 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 and uh, this is a series 11 episode, Bart to the Future. And um, I'd forgot, like, I'd totally forgotten this was a prediction The Simpsons has made. Mm. And watching this again made me go, oh shit, that is mental. Yeah. Um, so I've got the sound clip here. Uh, the bit I'll talk about is, is Bart having a vision of his future and in it, Lisa is the president of the United States. Cuts to her in the Oval Office saying this. As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. How bad is it, Secretary Van Houten? We're broke. The country is broke. Right, the country is broke. <laughs> so, off the cuff, they uh, this has taken over from President um, T. Mm. Yeah. This this not this is why I think we're going to have to gloss over this a little bit and move on to other more fun <laughs> things because mm. the whole point of them writing President Trump was that it was so such a ridiculous idea. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's satire. I feel like, and maybe Americans can pick me up on this, and maybe it's just the Simpsons that made me think this, but I feel like Americans and Trump and President has been a thing for a while, like a like a sort of... So at that time, that episode came out in the year 2000, mm. and it was a reference, a jokey reference to Trump had uh, was attempting to run as a reform party candidate. Right, mm. it was the first rumblings of that, but it was seen as such a joke. They put it in to the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, and the writers said, I read a thing where they 
someone addressed them about it and they were basically just like it, we were just thinking what's the logical conclusion like from the most extreme way that the country is going of this like obsession with celebrity that was starting around that yeah. year 2000 they um, fucking nailed which it is, like, what's the most hilarious stupid destination that could end up in yeah mm. and, and it, it had to be the way that it ended up for us didn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the most ridiculous <laughs> shit happened yeah and now and we're when here the the first episode that went up after uh, he came into power because uh, obviously the uh so the simpsons when it opens up you've got bart writing on the chalkboard yeah mm. um and they can change that last minute right that thing so the first episode that went up to after his um election was just bart writing again and again being right sucks oh really <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that's amazing it is pretty incredible, isn't it? And I think it's, like Tis said, there's a level of intelligence involved in, in particularly if you're a, a sociologist and you can kind of read, you know, you can read into the small details, can't you? You can look at the trends and the way people think and you can look at data and you look at statistics and you just look at the way that people are thinking and behaving and you could to some degree magnify that and and that's how we get predictions and things like that um mm. but to get it that on the nose is absolutely yeah. extraordinary um and you know it's i i don't know it just makes it feel like america is just this big farce it's like a satire like writing comedy right now has never been so hard because like, it's just yeah. happening. <laughs> it's almost too predictable that if you write something stupid, it's like, no, it's too realistic. Yeah. yeah. Because it's been proven right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I don't really have a want to bang on about President T and it's not something we talk about on the show, but that is like probably the most famous prediction. Yeah. I, I feel like made. that's what brought us back onto the topic most recently. And I say most recently, mm-hmm. it was like ages ago. But on the pod, we we spoke about it, didn't we? When he got mm-hmm. elected, right? It was like oh, probably around I that don't time. Remember, but I feel we like about on the last episode, I feel like when he got elected, it was like there was like a thread of like ten times the Simpsons got it right, and the you know number yeah, one was yeah. that because it was topical at the time. And I've been trawling through those listicles and stuff uh, the last couple of days, mm. and there some of them are beyond tenuous. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to pull out some of the more interesting ones. Um, and we're going to be playing a game of real or rubs in this oh, episode. Brilliant. I've made up a few of my own. Amazing. <laughs> so, the people writing the article, you know, they've probably got a lunch break scene. They're just like, right, let's yeah. think of one quickly. <laughs> yeah, they're desperate, some of them. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's talk about, I'm going to do just about four sort of find well-known ones at the beginning here. So we talked about the president. And another one. So in the season five episode, Springfield, with a dollar sign, Mr. Burns opens the uh, Mr. Burns Casino. Marge gets addicted to gambling. Yes. Mm. Uh, great episode. I watched yeah. that last Homer week. Homer gets a job at the casino. Is real. I'm laughing <laughs> thinking about it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to watch that episode now. Oh, actually. God. I just remembered, uh, I just remembered when... Uh, uh, Marge is at the horse races as well and she's saying about a gambling thing and uh, Lisa goes mom I think you're developing a gambling problem and then the, the comic book guy goes I'm watching you <laughs> <laughs> so her gambling problem after this episode is referenced a few times yeah. in, in episodes after this um, 
But the um, so Siegfried and Roy, uh, there is like a Simpsons analog for Siegfried oh. and Roy Gunther and Ernst. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, they're performing at Mr. Burns Casino, and they are attacked by their own tiger. Mm. Yes, as happened to Siegfried and Roy ten years later. Oh yeah. my god! Did you not know that, Tiss? I didn't. Uh, I. I mean, no, I don't. I remember think I this did. being at the time. I remember this being big news, and even mm. the BBC reported on it. And they're like, "It's funny, really, because <laughs> The Simpsons did this episode." And you're yeah. like. Even the Fucking BBC hell. were like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, how did they, you know... Oh, to have a day where that is the top news story of the day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. God, Slow news day, Give obviously. <laughs> Give me it back, please. <laughs> um, but to me, this is a bit like, you know, Steve Irwin. He yeah. was killed by a dangerous animal. Yeah. Well, of course he was. Yeah, of course, yeah. And this is like, it was almost inevitable. It's hardly a, like a stellar prediction. Like, these guys who fuck around with this live tiger of course it's eventually yeah yes him. it's not that surprising yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, in, even in the episode oh, sorry it's just because i watched this last week like even there's like one like just before it happens i swear they do like a shot of the tiger rolling his eyes it's not <laughs> yes like, yeah he does yes because <laughs> they're talking about how great he is he's on a unicycle and they're like yeah. oh he loves it with your friends and he has it goes into the tiger's mind his memory of being caught by them yeah that's comes it. back he rolls his eyes and pounces on them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so it um okay next one so the london skyline got big ben mm-hmm. mm. got london eye yeah any other notable items on the skyline you can think of the shard the shard beef was in there first of all so when was the shard built? I'm going to hazard a guess at 2014, 16. Ooh, Tiss is close. 2012. Okay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, Tiss. In the 1995 episode, uh, Lisa's Wedding, it's the first time they did the flash forward style of uh, Simpsons episodes, and it's Lisa getting married to an English guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all in England. There's a shot on the news and it has the uh, Big Ben and it has a digital face instead of the regular clock hands. Oh, yeah. And the skyline has a triangular-shaped building in the place where the shard would be that doesn't it wasn't even built at the time and not even an idea. Wow. So that, here we go. I've got Let's a picture a for you guys here. So there's the clock face. This yes. thing over here, that's oh my God. where the shard yeah, would be. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Jesus. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's the only one that I'm genuinely like, that's a bit weird because they've got like London Bridge and the regular landmarks and then just this unnamed yeah. triangular building. Why would you that's add in strange. a random building? Yeah, that's mad. I mean, I guess if I was to look at it from another angle, I suppose you could look at like the Burj Khalifa and yeah, you could you could presume like that, that might be the future of... Oh, mm-hmm. Having said that, I don't know when the Burj Khalifa was built. But you could look at that and think maybe that's the future of skyscraper. Um, yeah, you've you've got a point there, Beef. Where like obviously it's, the episode is set in the future, Holy so of yeah. course they're going to add in an extra building. And maybe I've it would seen, be like a crazy shape. I've just seen like a picture a, of the you know. actual. Jesus, that is so close. Okay, so here we go. You see that? Yeah, that's yeah. the real picture, and then yeah. the Simpsons picture. Yeah, yeah. Again. Big Ben shard, that's mad. It is crazy. That's the oh, that's the that's the one that I think's a bit like the weirdest. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just oh they put an extra building. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Wow, 
It's not that it just look, it looks the same. It's in the same place as well. It's in, it's in the yeah, same place. Yeah, in the really same place. Odd. That's a really odd one. It is really and strange. The bridge isn't even in the same place. So that's, yeah, it's crazy. It's almost... I'm actually working. I'll send, it, send you guys a picture. But I'm working on a roof, which I can see the shard, the gherkin, literally every London monument from the top. Mm. Of it. Mm. I love eating gherkins. Gherkins. Ooh. I had gherkins mm-hmm. with my lunch today. Yeah? Good Just burger. gherkins. No, chop them up, put them in a cheese sandwich, mate. Oh, I love gherkins. Oh, nice. Do you like pick a lily? <laughs> yeah, I like pick a lily. I like a cheese sandwich with a sliced up gherkin, sliced up pepper. I don't know why, but I... green uh, pepper and some salad leaves. I love mango. gherkins. Ooh, green, green pepper. Hmm. In a sandwich, I lo- that, is, I, that is something I got hooked on in Austria. Uh, whenever I bought <laughs> a sandwich there, a cheese sandwich, it always had sliced up green peppers in it. Mm. And it's such a good combo. Mm. Green peppers, what kind of... Uh, because I know the, they've got different like tastes to them. What's the green one? Is it like a sharp or is it green's sweet? quite it's bitter? It's the one that's way more like savory. It's not as sweet as the other two. Right, you get it on a pizza often. I don't know why with gherkins, I've uh, I've got an extreme preference to pickles, which are basically the same thing, mm-hmm. but when they're uh, crinkle cut, <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surface area, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the taste falls better. <laughs> So this is another one of our digressions about food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the shard. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty nuts. That's mad. And the last one I've got here from the intro, this is a more recent development, but uh, in the series 10 episode, When You Dish Upon a Star, mm. um, it opens the, ho- the episode opens with an establishing shot of a 20th century Fox billboard. And underneath it in small print, as a joke, it says... A division of Walt Disney Company. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember as a joke. That. As a joke that Disney will end up owning everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, Disney own Fox and The Simpsons. Yeah. And, and everything. everything else. Soon. Soon everything. It gives me a lot of laughs when I see... I watch all these old episodes on Disney+. Plus, and they're obviously, they're just as they were. They haven't even been edited. And there's a few times where, like, Simpsons are slagging off Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and it... it it makes me feel great that I'm watching on a Disney service and they have let that slip yeah. through. I guess Simpsons <laughs> exactly, used to slag yeah. off Fox, though, all the time. Mm. Like, so much. It was actually hilarious that they actually put it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, Murdoch got a <laughs> so Every cartoon much I can think of on the Fox Network slags off Fox Network. Like, Family mm. Guy have done it so many times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. just a, everyone just makes a mockery of them. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Okay, so, do you want to play some real or rubsy? I'm yes. well up for this. Okay. Let's see so if I've got any off, better than when we last played. I've only got a few of these at the moment. I guess we'll go, um, I guess I'll ask you both, each one, and you can each say real or rubs, and you can have a, I'm going to have a running tally. I fucking love uh, London since lockdown. I can drive into the centre of London. Um, I'm working at London Wall, which is like, like directly in the centre. I can get mm. from Bristol to the middle of London in two and a half hours. Uh, uh, sorry, at seven o'clock in the morning if I leave. Seven o'clock. I can get there in two and a half hours. That's unheard That's of. That's awesome. If I was to leave at seven o'clock on a normal day, I wouldn't get into London till 12. There'd be M4 traffic. There'd be Bristol traffic. There'd be London traffic. I fucking love it. He loves it. People never go back to work. to work. Please stay at home. Please work from home. Please leave the roads clear for the people that have to commute. 
<laughs> that means you want me to leave that bit in the boring conversation <laughs> about driving to work. <laughs> it's in now. You've just you've made it in. Brilliant. Um, okay, so first of all, I've got a few different rounds for Real Rubs. It's probably going to be most of the episode, to be honest. So, first round, we've got three inventions that exist in today's world. Right. Right? And I want you to tell me whether or not they appeared on The Simpsons before they were a reality. Mm. Okay. okay. Interesting. I've got, I've got my Rubs t-shirt for Rubs. Oh, nice. I predict that I'm going to be terrible at this, but let's let's do it. So, first of all, this is a real quick round. I've just got three of these. Mm-hmm. Smartwatches. They're a thing now. Were they on The Simpsons before they were reality? Yes. Yes. Real. Reels? Reels, yeah. 1.8. Yeah! That's, that's, yeah, I feel like they would have. If any of you could ever tell me the episode that these appeared on, <laughs> you get a bonus point. But straight away, I thought of the uh, the belt rather than the smart, the smart belt that he had <laughs> when it's got mm, indicators yeah. on the side. I, <laughs> I feel uh, like. I can't remember the episode, I'm, no. I'm probably 90% certain I'm wrong, but I feel like if there was going to be an episode that had a smartwatch, it would be someone like Hank Scorpio wearing it. Like that kind of thing. Mm. But, no, both wrong, I'm afraid. It is the same episode that had the shard in it. It's Lisa's wedding. Mm. Um, her husband has a smartwatch, which he leaves a memo on right. during yeah. that episode. There we uh, go. Okay, the next one. Video calls. We all use, we're using them right now. Yeah. Were they on The Simpsons before they existed in real life? Yes. yes. Numerous occasions. I swear <laughs> that is in the Hank Scorpio one, because I'm pretty sure he uses video calls to talk to the president. Yeah. But, yeah. First you... instance of it... Go on. ...was also in the episode Lisa's Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. When they video sp- call each other when she come, when they're going over to London, they're on a, they go to a video call. Marge and Homer yeah. are, like, really old on it, right? They're like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Would you count video call as when Ned is uh, God and that screen comes up and it's like ne- re-education? Um, <laughs> well, that's a true house of horror, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a grey area. <laughs> okay, one more. Delivery bots. We have delivery bots making their way into the world now, but did they appear on The Simpsons before they existed in real life? Rubs. Beef's racking his brain. Just for the sake of making it interesting, I'm going to go reels. Tiss has left the room. I won't reveal until he gets I back. I know, brilliant. So he's just left us sat here waiting for me to know whether I'm right or wrong. Probably wrong. Like how he just left as well. He just walked <laughs> out. <laughs> he went. There's only one explanation. He's got diarrhoea. <laughs> like he had to leave that quickly. Brilliant. He's back. Sorry. He's back. Tiss, you're right. It was rubs. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so that was a super quick remember. round. Um, so that was just to get us into it. Oh, they were a bit too real world for me to ever, and they're not wacky enough for me to include in the next thing. This is, so the next one is inventions part two, but this is, um, I want you to tell me if these became a reality in some way or if these are purely simpsons inventions okay so if this is just purely like simpsons 
law or if this actually became reality in some way. If this so actually maybe became not a reality. Is it Homer's electric hammer? <laughs> uh, some of these I'm going to try and get some video clips up for as well because it'll be more fun. Or, or the um, the tilt back chair that Edison invented. I was going to say the tilt back oh, chair. I was going to use that one. I didn't use it <laughs> because like so many people have tried to build it, it was too much of like, well, people have made it, but it's it not really, really an invention. Exist, no, yeah. So like, well, it's too much. It was too much of a grey area. But I'm glad you brought it up because this clip's from the same episode. Um, I don't know if you remember Homer's "Everything's Okay" alarm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, I was dying Every three seconds, if everything is okay. Now, here's my everything's okay alarm. This must sound every three seconds. Something isn't okay. I'm an awesome. It can't be turned <laughs> I was dying it can't be turned off I was dying (laughs) the delivery on that it can't be turned off (laughs) like it's a a a plus plus point of the invention like (laughs) it can't be Mm-mm-mm. Uh the next second there it runs out of battery and (laughs) breaks so (laughs) But, oh god. Okay, is that real or rubs? Did that become real or is that just the Simpsons rubber? <laughs> I feel like someone invented that. <laughs> the rubs. It's just the rubs. Go rubs. It's gotta be rubs. Oh. Both from rubs. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you get a point yeah, each. That's, oh, give me that. that's too silly. I feel like someone ridiculous. could have invented it, but not with those not with the free second alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, this next one. So that was from uh, the episode Home of the Inventor. Uh, The next one is uh, from the Series 3 episode, Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? Oh, yes. The Baby Translator. Mm. That's that's real. Mm -hmm. Real. That's real. Real. You you both think they made that for real? Yeah. Mm. I feel like they tried to. I haven't seen one on the market, though. I'm pretty oh, sure they looking. have, but it's like recent. It's like a recent thing, and it's not. It, yeah, is they they're able to <laughs> sort of yeah they're they're able to effectively translate sounds and understand what a baby is trying to communicate. Yeah, yeah, you're on it, beefy. Yeah, it was. It's an app. It was invented as an app, the Cry Translator app, mm. and uh, it analyzes the by the baby cries uh, to translate its rough needs. Yeah. So yeah, you've both got a Th- point for that as well. This leash demeans us both. Um, I've got clips for all these, but I'm going to end up playing a, a, more of them. I just remembered I'm I'm going to play one from that as well because it's it's great. Okay, then just give me the drinking bird. Hang on, I'm scrubbing <laughs> forward a little bit. Oh, the bit with the bird is so good. Yeah, they're gonna go. It's drinking the water. You're gonna make a million dollars. <laughs> oh, Homer, somebody went in there. Now, I bet you're all wondering what lies under this sheet. Not really. We peeked inside while you were in the john. Oh. Well, here it is again. My baby translator. Whoa. Marge, you don't have to humor me. Well, it's pretty ingrained. What do you think, Homer? Herb, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe we blew 2,000 bucks on it when right now rollers could be needing my buttocks. Homer, could you stop thinking about your ass? I try, but I can't. 
lavish attention on me and entertain me. <gasps> Maggie, you talked! You see? It tells you exactly what's on the baby's mind. Maggie! Maggie! Baba! Where did you go? Peekaboo! <laughs> oh, there you are. Very amusing. Well, Homer, now what do you think? I don't know, Herb. People are afraid of new things. You should have taken an existing product and put a clock in it or something. Homer, every mother in the country is going to want one of these. I have soiled myself. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, great episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's quality. One of my top uh, but five. yeah, both got a point for that one. Sweet. Okay. Doing well, guys. This is the best you've ever done on Riddle Rubs. Hell yeah. I'm so happy right now. It's all going to go downhill with me. So, the next one. The Leftorium. Yes. Real. We must yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah, real, yeah. The Leftorium is from the Series 2 episode, When Flanders Failed. Yeah. Um, Ned's shop for left-handed people. I feel like I've been in one. Maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. Well, Have you ever been to San Francisco? No. Yes. Oh, that's where it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not called the Leftorium. So this one, I was like, oh, is it real or rubs? Mm. But I'm gonna, I was going to give you a point for either one because I was like, it's not the Leftorium, but it is a left-handed store. Left-handed store, yeah. Um, yeah, lefties in San Francisco. Amazing. Oh, no way. That's pretty cool. And actually, I think there's one in London now as well, but it's not called lefties. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty useful. I'm I'm left-handed, though, and I... There aren't many things in life that I've struggled to adapt to, or I've not had to no, like. No, but you've had to struggle to adapt still, though, haven't well, you? I think you just haven't noticed. The it. only thing that's irritating is when you're writing, and as you write, you just end up smudging what you've. But I've adapted that. Just lift your hand mm. off the page, and you, you know. So I suppose that's the only thing I can think of where I've had to change. You know, but mm. apart from that, it's not really hindered much. Okay, next one. From the episode Homer Badman, an often, often referenced episode on our show, the Gummy Venus de Milo. <laughs> um, yeah, real. I'm going to say someone made that. Tis, you think real? I think someone's made everything in gummy. Stop saying gummy. I'm going to go. I'm going <laughs> to I was literally about to do that. <laughs> it's a gummy. It's a gummy de Milo. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go rubs. On that. Okay, well, feast your eyes on this then. Oh, no way. Tasty. Sweet Venus. The detail is amazing. (laughs) That is ridiculous. Was it 3D printed? I bet it was 3D printed. Oh, I don't know. Gummy. Can you print with gummy? (laughs) Oh, no, but you print (laughs) the mold. Guys, professors in gummy. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can 3D print anything. You could could 3D print the mold and then (laughs) use the mold. No, but you could. You could 3D print <laughs> the mould and then right. use that. <laughs> don't quote me. I don't Tis quote me on anything. Literally don't quote me on anything, but I will say <laughs> that I think it can be 3D printed. The mould would, and then you just chuck the jelly in the mould. Oh, yeah, you? you just make a mould. Yeah, fucking... Oh. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe someone's... Yeah, why would you want to 3D print a gummy, actually? You could make well, a big structure out of someone's it. Someone's clearly yeah, done Yeah, you it. make the mould, yeah. You can make the mould, yeah, that'd be mo- I guess so. I didn't actually look at how they did it, but... How much wow. does it cost? Where can you get it from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It wasn't for sale. 
as we say often, Bobby, we need to make sure that we get everything, all our facts, absolutely bang on before we start the episode. So, oh yeah, especially when we're talking about such a serious who topic. Who carved the absolutely. gummy Venus? De- who carved the original Venus de Milo? Oh, don't get us started on old sculptors <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, Riddle rubs. Okay, so next one. Probably Da Vinci. Uh, no, he did the Sistine Chapel, mate. The Mafia. Fat Tony and the Mafia appear fairly often in The Simpsons. Yeah. In the series 10 episode, Mad to the Mob, um, the Mafia are caught milking rats. <laughs> yes, yes, this is real. To sell for school meals. This yes. is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, this real? Real. real. This, this is real. I'm going to play a little clip from this first. <laughs> this can't be real. And so, as the rat's milk is returned to the sewers, the circle of life is complete. <laughs> Fat Tony, do you have any comment? I don't get it. Everyone loves rats, but they don't want to drink the rat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kent Brockman, brilliant. <laughs> Ridiculous statement, everyone loves rats, but they won't drink their milk. Yeah. And he's just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This this was uh, so you both went for real, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go real. This is rubs. Oh, this is rubs. Oh, Seriously, <laughs> it never actually happened. Oh, I felt like even if it was a rats, it would be something. Oh, I would have I would have put money on the mafia doing it as well, not just anyone. No, no. I did. I mean, I hope I'm right with this. I did a lot of searching for all my fake ones <laughs> and didn't turn anything up. So, <laughs> wow. Can you milk a rat? Yeah, my search history is nuts right now. Can you actually milk a rat? Uh, I did. I don't want to find out. Mm. I'm just thinking of, like, business plan. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to get another clip up. This is a good clip. Okay, so... Someone suing an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Real erupts. That yes, must have happened. That is fucking real. 100% real. Many times. In the episode uh, from Series 4, New Kid on the Block, uh, Homer sues um, the fish all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. Got another little clip for this one. Mrs. Simpson, what did you and your husband do after you were ejected from the restaurant? We pretty much went straight home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. And when you couldn't find one? We went fishing. Did these sound like the actions of a man who had all he could eat? No! (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that actually happened. That's happened twice. Two famous cases of that happening. One in 2012, one in 2017. Really? What, because they Uh, couldn't eat? The 2017 one actually happened in a town called Springfield. (laughs) Oh, my God. Springfield, Massachusetts. No way. Yeah. Really? That's insane. What, so, they, what was the grounds? Yeah. Did they, did they win? I guess that they said it was all you can eat. And they... And you know, you know um, these restaurants, I mean, we've all been to an all you can eat restaurant, they always have some sort of stipulation, some sort of small print on the menu. Mm. Um, I like it when they make it sound like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a place in Amsterdam that we went to. I think Tissy was with me and we only said like, all you can eat in one hour or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like you have one hour or something like yeah. that. And it's like, that sounds like a challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, oh, all you God. can eat within one hour. So yeah, it must have been one of them that didn't have the small print stipulating the time limit. Right. So yeah. they just parked up and it, and then when they were kicked out, they must have said, you said it was all I can eat. I can keep eating. Fuck. 
Yeah. So what, they just stayed there all day and just ate and ate and ate? I guess so. Uh, only in America would that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the 2017 case. 2017, Springfield, Massachusetts. Where did, where did the other one happen? Have you got that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't write it down because I was just like... <laughs> the spring, somewhere somewhere the in America. It was in America. The Springfield right. one takes precedent. All you can eat buffets in America, though, are fucking awesome. I mean, I'm going back yeah. before I could... before if I, if I went there now, obviously I couldn't eat anything on the menu. But when I could eat anything, uh, I used to go to like Ponderosa's. And, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Like, you go there for breakfast and it would be the biggest bar of, like... I don't even know, like maybe 30 different things that you could have, but you could eat all you could eat. And every time you drunk your root beer, someone would be like right there to fill it up instantly. It was just like, it was young me's dream. Tis, <laughs> I, I made myself sick from eating too much at Ponderosa's. <laughs> Ponderosa's. Did you, yeah. Yeah, po- yeah, man. Ponderosa's is great. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, that, it terrible, wasn't that day. But... I was so I've never felt like that before. But I just yeah, we went out for breakfast and then I threw up in the car on our way to. Um... <laughs> what an embarrassment! <laughs> Lightweight. Yeah, my mum was like, "Open the bag, like try and get this plastic bag open." I was like, sick all over the Lightweight. plastic bag. Oh my but not god! In it. Yeah, oh, we were going god. to. Where were we going? Um, oh, Bush Gardens. Oh, Bush Gardens. Yeah, and I was so ill. I just couldn't go on it. I wasn't doing anything. It was the worst day ever. I've never felt so ill. It was awful. But yeah, Ponderosa's was awesome. Really good. It's so awesome. But also at the same time, like terrible. Like adult me yeah. is just like, that is fucking poison. Kid me is just like, this is amazing. This is everything yeah. I like, but like all you and can it was eat all, ne- it. all unnecessary. Like some of yeah. it, some of it was like, like the the thing that that pushed me over the edge was they were like chopped up bananas, <laughs> fine, but then unnecessary additions like <laughs> with strawberry sauce, and the strawberry sauce was just like the <laughs> thickest, gloopiest like milkshake <laughs> yeah. sauce. And you just like that bit is unnecessary. <laughs> bananas and pancakes, yeah, sure, that's nice. <laughs> bananas with thick, gloopy, syrupy. Yeah. warm which is why i there should have been alarm bells my mum had a bit she was like mm, i'm not sure that should be warm um yeah finish me <laughs> off mate it was awful oh god Do they, i guess they still exist and that's the thing there's always something which is just unnecessary when i was there a few years ago we went to see rogue one and i got my popcorn and i was like oh it's a bit like bland and uh, our friend John was like, oh, yeah, you go over there to pump your butter on it. It's like, to yeah. pump my butter on it. Oh, I've seen that only in cartoons. Yeah. And I didn't know that was a real thing. Simpsons, his um, his uh, chocolate duds, when he fills it with yeah. butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is an American thing. Like, when I went there, obviously, uh, I guess we went to the same place, to be honest, Florida. So, probably, yeah. yeah. But th- that's just something that I found in America and nowhere else. It's the butter. I, was, I can't believe See, it. See, I, well... I was up in the uh, northwest, and it wasn't like that mm, because no. there's a lot of like lefty hippies, lots of like healthy food <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I never, I didn't really discover too much of like 
what you guys have described of like these massive portions. I did go for fish and chips one day and it was big, big. Like that felt like I was at an all-you-can-eat place because it was all I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> one portion of <laughs> chips. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't, go, there wasn't enough of like, I wanted to try a few real greasy diners, but there wasn't really any of them around. I see they're good, but it just, yeah, it, that, you know, going into that, Part going it, into it? the cinema that day, the healthiest thing that I could choose to put on my popcorn was the sprinkled sugar <laughs> on the top. 100%. And I was like, yeah. that is the healthiest thing I can do because that butter is going to kill me. <laughs> it was like, it was like gloopy, thick, yellow, sludgy butter. And you butter. think like a few pumps of that is like, you know, a whole pack of butter, yeah. basically, which would, it would take you like two weeks to use at home. Yeah. And that's it all over just the top layer of popcorn because then all of that underneath, it's like when you get nachos and you put all the, the cheese sauce on top. But what about the nachos underneath? It's not got anything yeah. there. Anyway, let's, let's bang mm, on. Making me want some nachos now. This has been another food digression. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. This is a ramshackle episode because I've, I've, I've fucked up my whole Real or Rubs thing. Like I've been moving on to the second list. We were still supposed to be talking about fake inventions. And I started talking about uh, court cases and all you can eat restaurants and mafia milking rats, which aren't inventions at all. That was from my next round. So we'll come back to that. <laughs> we're going back to inventions now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, the trillion dollar bill. Oh. In the episode The Trouble with Trillions, uh, Homer and Mr. Burns go on the run with the fabled trillion dollar bill. But does the trillion dollar bill exist in real life now? Uh, oh. I'm going to say I'm going to say real, but only when you say dollar, do you mean American dollars? Yes. Then rubs. Oh, I feel like I, I, that was supposed to be me looking at you, Tis. Jim, yeah, I look, no, I, I'd be aware you're on the top of my screen and boobs on the bottom. I do, yeah. Um, ooh, I feel like it's real, but I'm going to have to say rubs because that's what my head's saying. Is that both on rubs? My heart yeah. says real. It was rubs. Yes! Because of, of course it's rubs. Wasn't there like the first ever trillionaire to ever exist only recently? So that would be like the richest man to ever exist. Everything he has in one note. In a bill, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say the only thing I could think of was if it was like infl- for inflation, like a novelty thing. No, mm. but like, um, so they made it as a novelty and it's behind glass. But if everyone actually took it, it's genuinely is because it says on it it's a trillion dollars. That sort of ex- situation. But no, it doesn't exist. If no. if, if you introduced a trillion dollars into the market in one fell swoop, would that devalue the dollar like instantly? Right, <laughs> it would destroy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One note. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we've got one more invention. I think we've done Everything's Okay Alarm, the baby translator, the trillion dollar bill, the left room, the gummy Venus de Milo. We've got one more. And this one's also from the episode Home of the Inventor. The makeup gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Where he points a shotgun at his own wife's face and blasts it with makeup. I love. Does the makeup gun exist? I love the glancing <laughs> shot and the wall looking painted. <laughs> uh, makeup gun rubs. Oh, rubs. Yeah, rubs. I have to go rubs. Beef? Yeah, um, let's go real to make it interesting. Every time you do that, it serves you wrong, Beef, because that is totally rubs. Yeah, I'm going to stop doing that now. Because <laughs> it doesn't make it interesting. Part of me feels like. Um, any of these inventions, like people are capable of making anything. Doesn't mean that it has to work. It just means yeah. But in that, it's one gun that you put in your face and it does your whole like your your mascara, lipstick, <laughs> everything in one go. Foundation. Yeah. 
So yeah, that one's false. <laughs> now we'll go on to the next round that I started reading from, which is real world events, events that have actually happened. So we already did the all you can eat restaurant getting sued. We did the mafia milk and rats. So let's do another one. A clown's assistant frames him for armed robbery, as Sideshow Bob does in his first appearance in the series one episode. Krusty gets busted. Krusty gets crusted. That can't. Interesting point. That can't be. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. That can't be real. That can't be real. You both think Rob's for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're bang on. I can't get one over on you guys oh. today. Yeah, you're right. That is Rob's. It, the thing is, though, you're so good at these because it's just on the cusp, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I uh, to listeners, me and Tiss uh, did a <laughs> podcast years ago, Yeah, which is where the idea for Riddle Rob's came from. Um, it was a Star Wars podcast, and we had a game on it called EU or PU, sir. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> I could never win at that, ever. The last few episodes, I was just about getting a foothold back. And then, yeah, now it turns real or rough. The premise for EU or PUSA is that the old Star Wars books, the old canon, the expanded universe, the EU, they had some ridiculous storylines, which is why when Disney took over, they just said none of that counts anymore. And I would trawl through and find the most stupid storylines and make up a fake one. And Tiss would have to tell me which was the real story, which one was EU and which one was PU, sir. And every time Bob's stories would be way more realistic than the shite that was written in the extended universe. I feel like episode nine was based off of them reading my old PU, notes. <laughs> oh, old Earth technology. Part of me really wants to go through those old episodes, just take out all the your producer bits and just put it out as a special somewhere. That'd be great. Uh, listeners, uh, Weird Tales listeners, let me know if you want me to put that out somewhere, an EU producer episode. Yes. Uh, um, so next one. Someone caught a three-eyed fish. True. In the episode, the series two episode, two cars in every garage, three eyes in every fish. Uh, a three-eyed fish is caught uh, as it's been affected by the nuclear waste from the power plant. Did that happen in real life? That's got to be around Chernobyl. There's got to be something like that. Yeah, I can say true. Yeah. Right, so real, if you think it happened? Real, yeah. You both think it happened? It did happen. It uh, it was actually in Argentina. Really? Uh, and it was in a reservoir next to a nuclear power plant where the runoff was leaking into uh, 2011. Ah. I've got a picture of this uh, three-eyed wolf fish here. Oh, yeah, I want to see it. Ooh. Oh, wow. Weird. Right in the middle Jeez. as well. Right in the middle, yeah. It all is so re- crazy looking, like it looks fake, but that's a real fish that was caught, yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's insane. Well, they, they, they say that about Chernobyl, don't they? they I was watching a documentary... And yeah, they had crazy mutations in some of the animals, mainly around the deer. Around, wow. they're just really? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. really interesting, really like quite sad. But some of it is just like some of the animals around the time adapted to like, yeah, they had like extra limbs, and it was pretty not not loads, but every now and then they'd be like, oh, there's a deer with an extra head. <laughs> Someone uh, wanted me to go to Chernobyl. What, the no idea on holiday uh, with them, and I, I don't know if I would you go to Chernobyl. I don't think so. No. I, I know you can do all the tours and stuff, but there's places I'd rather go. It interests <laughs> yeah. me as far as the event and what happened, but go actually physically traveling over there and then looking at it in person doesn't 
Yeah. Is it still? It still must be dangerous to be there. There's areas that are acceptable yeah. to go in, and they're the places they take you. Like there is come low enough the readings for them to take tourists into. Still radiation there, right? Low enough isn't enough no. for me. No. Like, no. Oh, it's low enough. Low enough in this little pocket. No, I'll give it a miss. Thanks. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, because they had um, an episode of Top Gear years ago where they had to drive. They drove through Chernobyl, and they're like, mm-hmm. they got just outside. They're like, right, aircon off. Windows up, like nothing like that. Um, or they like switched the aircon so it was like just the stuff that was inside the car rather than bringing air from outside. I feel like it's just to say you were there, yeah, without actually having anything cool. Like a part of us going to Transylvania was like, oh, cool, vampire Transylvania. But also, Transylvania as a place in the world was fucking gorgeous, it's beautiful. Yeah, like it wasn't just like we're going there because vampires. We went there because vampires, but we also went there because gorgeous part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, Chernobyl, what else are you going there for? And it is... Yeah, you're just going to say I went there. And it's different to going to Auschwitz or somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels a bit crazy. Okay, I'm going to play you a clip now from the Series 10 episode, Lard of the Dance, and then I'll ask you the question afterwards. Use grease is worth money? (gasps) Then my arteries are clogged with yellow gold! I'm rich, Apu! Rich as... Money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Money in the bank. Uh, So, yeah, in that episode, uh, Homer and Bart start stealing cooking grease to sell it for money. Uh, But did that actually happen in real life? Did people start stealing cooking grease to sell it? Yeah, I bet. You think, yeah? Yeah, I'm going, yeah. Willie's retirement fund. (laughs) Real. You both say, yeah. Reals. You're bang on. You guys are good today. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. You are bang this on. Is yeah, that was never a real happened thing. before. If you can make money from it, people will steal it from other people to make money from it, surely. So um, it can be used to uh, make diesel fuel, animal feed, jet fuel. Um, wow. And there was a real spate of grease thieves, especially in New York, in around 2011. I read an article on it from the New York Post. Uh, It was getting so bad that many businesses were hiring private investigators to try and catch these grease thieves. Seriously? Wow, Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I I thought it might have happened, but... Kind of reminds me as well of... um, I guess this is different, but, you know, in Fight Club, where they're stealing things to make bombs. Oh, stealing the the fat from the liposuction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to make soap when it tears on that barbed wire it's <laughs> disgusting isn't oh. it <laughs> grim that is grim oh there's so much alright guys oh. got another one yeah grim a radio show gives away an elephant to a listener <laughs> as happens to Bart in the episode Bart gets an elephant <laughs> um I think they learned their lesson from the episode I'm gonna go rubs you think rubs beef? Oh, I'm going to go rubs too. I'm going to leave that pause. You really had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I was really not sure. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, this is rubs. You're right. I thought this was real, and I was so sure that I'd heard this actually happened. I was searching so much trying to find the real story behind this. Mm. But no, it's rubs. I just it kind of how you guys earlier were like, no, this definitely happened to one of them. Like the milking rats. No. Yeah. You just thought it did because of the Simpsons. 
So um, <laughs> no, that is your, your bang on. That's rubs. Wow. See, that's what I was thinking for so long because I was sure I read that somewhere. It's funny, isn't it? Brains can deceive you. Okay. From the Series 2 episode, Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, the censorship of Michelangelo's David. <laughs> that's That's real. Yeah, I go real. You think it was actually I'm, censored? I'm oh. going real on that, and I don't. I can't tell you why, but I'm going to go real on it. Yeah, I can believe that that happened. So you think it, you both think it was uh, a real event? Wait, the real Michelangelo's David, or is it like uh, hmm. Michelangelo's David censored? Yeah, 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 real. I'm going to go rubs just to be different. Tish going rubs, beef. You going real? Yeah, that. Did actually happen. Yay. Uh, I'll give either of you a bonus point if you can tell me which country it happened in. Uh, oh. That's a great question. That's a tough one. Anything I say uh, I wouldn't have guessed would it. be an aspersion on a country. So maybe, I guess the only thing I can, th- maybe Bermuda. either. See, What's I- that, Tess? Bermuda. <laughs> Beef? Um, I would go with either some kind of Middle Eastern country or African country where maybe religion, religious laws would censor stuff like that. I don't know. It was Russia. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah, or Russia. I was going to say Russia, yeah. In 2016, there was a vote, an uproar of whether they should um, cover up David or not. Wow. And it was known as the Dress David Initiative. Right. And I've got some great quotes here from people. I don't know what these trans were who translated these because one of them's got the word bloke in it. I don't think they say the word bloke in Russia. Uh but these are some great quotes from uh, residents who were in favor of um censoring David. How could you put this bloke with no trousers in the center of St Petersburg next to a school and church? Outrage. Hmm. Another one. Uh, this giant spoils the city's historic appearance and warps children's souls. Wow, that's a big statement. <laughs> it really is. Jeez. Wow, warps children's souls. souls. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a bit mad. <laughs> Something that half the population have, but if you actually see it, it's going to warp your soul. Jesus. So, in the wrong context, I mean that's true, but not in a statue. <laughs> No, it's arts. Um, one more. Children are around looking at this giant nude man. Is that normal? <laughs> it's not a real man. Like yeah. I like that they put the question back on the interviewer. Yeah, It's not like one of those statues that you put a coin in and they start moving. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, baby. <laughs> come on, come on, baby. Oh, Dirty Bertie. Dirty Bertie. That's so great. 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 That's so okay oh god okay so from the episode (laughs) series seven bar on the road um 
was an old World's Fair building actually turned into a wig store. Oh. As it was when they found it in that. <laughs> oh. Rubs. Real. Tiss says real, Beef says rubs. That's real. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's rubs. Sorry. <laughs> I, looked at my, I looked at the wrong bit. I was like, no, is it? Uh, no, that's, that's rubs. I made that up. Awesome. Uh, I've got to find the picture of Millhouse's wig. I had to give a little reference to one of my absolute fave episodes. That was good, though. That That's that's good. Like like we said, you're pulling these out, and some of these are pretty close. That could go either way. I could imagine someone opening a wig Tis- shop there. Tiss is like Googling, he's <laughs> frantically Googling to check his sources. No, I'm trying to find uh, the picture of Millhouse's wig. Oh, Dirty Bertie. <laughs> when they're all sitting on the curb with the wigs on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fucking, I love that episode so much. God. Knoxville wig outlet. Brilliant. Yeah. Knoxville, Knoxville. <laughs> I thought you were trying to find the um, picture of Dirty Bertie. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. From the episode Series 5, Homer and Apu. Did James Woods actually have to work part-time at a convenience store for a role? Did he have to work at a convenience store part-time for a role that he was going for? Yeah, for a role. In that episode, he covers uh, for he works at the Quickie Mart for some research for a role, but did he actually have to do that in real life? Did he work in a convenience store? Uh, Rubs. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the sort of actor that would be that into his methods. Um, He doesn't strike me as the sort of actor who has any redeeming features. He has some terrible politics. It is (laughs) absolute rubs. You're both right. (laughs) Oh, man. I just found the Dirty Bertie toy. Uh, and it's £99. <laughs> oh, whoa, £299. Very rare on, on eBay. They used to be like three quid. Yeah. Whoa. You'd see them everywhere. They were like next to Big Mouth Billy Bass everywhere. Imagine spending £299 <laughs> on one. And then it getting there like, oh, what'd you get? Just just wait. <laughs> just clap next to it. Comes Even pen. if you bought it ironically because it's from the office, you're just like, look what I got. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. You you spent 300 quid on why that. Why did you buy that? Oh, oh man, Big Mouth Billy Bass is something I talk about a lot I in the so, house. Big Mouth so... Billy Bass. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Get some batteries for that. Take out a petty cash. I remember my 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 granddad's sister we were at their house having some kind of family thing, and they brought it in the Big Mouth Billy Bass, and I was like, I think to <laughs> try and so popular. Yeah, I was like, I don't get yeah. it. I Same remember being like time. ten and thinking. I don't get what... Okay, so it sings. Like, yeah, yeah. Isn't it great? Like, Yeah, I guess so. Excellent. Brilliant. It was, Can it it do was probably else? the start of our sort of fetish with just shite things. Like, Oh, yeah. Just shite products. That era was terrible. For, do you remember how many like gadget shops opened that was just selling yeah. that? I want one of those.com. Do you remember that that catalogue that used to come through the door? And it would be oh, like... Oh, God, no. It was, it was, there was even a one called, uh, you don't need one of these, but you want it. It was like literally every product no one needs, but everyone mm. wanted because... Everyone had why? so much extra because, money. Because in one moment, money you on. could imagine someone being like, oh, that's cool. That's it. So you can be like, can you believe I bought this? Yeah, exactly. And it gives you a personality. And it costs so much money as well. Jesus. Big Mouth Bully Bass, uh, £13 vintage, 1999. 
from uh, eBay. I get myself one of them, put it over the bed. Yeah. Rolling, rolling <laughs> on a river. That's what he sang, isn't it? Okay, last one. NASA sends the average Joe into space, as they did in Series 5 Deep Space Homer. Rubs. Yeah, rubs. No way Both that's on real. Rubs. That can't be real. That actually happened. Oh! Really? Who was yeah, it? 2013. There was a UK, I didn't know about Buzz this, a UK contest. Really? Um, and they had to go through testing at Cape Canaveral. And a 20-year-old, 25-year-old man called Oliver Knight was the winner. And he was sent into space. That's mental. Did he come back? Really? <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> when the, what, so on to, what, what, on to the ISS or? Oh, I don't know where. I just know he was on a rocket, went into space. That is mental. The amount of money that would cost. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. talking about NASA, like, desperate for some sort of publicity. And it didn't work because I didn't know about it. And it wasn't that long ago. Jeez, that is insane. I didn't realise that at all. I mean, yeah. I guess they were hoping that he wouldn't pass the like physical tests. I think there was like a, a there was a load of people that went that like were in the running and they all went and did the tests, but yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Do you want to hear something crazy as well? I'm just getting the figures up now. Um US restaurant chain Pizza Hut has announced that it has become the first company in the world to deliver a pizza to outer space. Oh, I think we talked about this on a weird news. 2001, a few yeah. Years ago. Uh, where was the cost? I'm trying to find the cost breakdown. They, no, they sent Kentucky into space is the one that we talked about. Oh, Kentucky. This one's Pizza Hut uh, to a Russian space agency. One million it cost. Worth it, yeah. Yeah. For one, it was just a, a, a large pepperoni, I think, and a Coke Fuck or something. Take. Uh and all of that, all of the resources used in that, just fucking wasted. It, it guts me. If I was in space and they said, do you want me to send you a pepperoni pizza for a million? I would go, oh, yeah, I'd say give it to charity. Yeah. yeah. That's a million. No, you fucking, fucking idiot. Million. We're trying to save the human race. Stop using fucking precious resources doing stupid promotional Publicity things. Stunts, yeah. It's the same as, I mean, Lids has got a bugbear with Tesla about this. Him sending the car mm-hmm. into space. Oh, yeah, he's an absolute bellend. Like, the amount of resources it costs to do that. It's just such a promotional stunt. But everyone loves him. When I think of Back to SUV to Mars, that started of us joking about yeah. um, Elon Musk. Yeah. And I think of what I think of him now when I compare it to that where I hadn't even heard of him and I'm laughing. And I'm just like, <laughs> what's happened in the world? What's happened? Guy's a prick. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he's awful. He's one of the worst human beings. Yeah. So, guys, that's the end of the Real Rubs. Uh, who do you think won it? I think it's probably a draw. Maybe. Yeah. No? Oh, okay. Oh, not a draw. Beef? I reckon I might have just nipped it, actually. Yeah. Tiss just nipped it. Oh. Tiss, you got 14 points. Beef, you got 13. Oh. Nipped it in the bud, mate. Nipped it in the bud. It was them couple at the beginning where you were like, oh, I'm going the other way. Oh, I should have stuck to my guns. And you clawed it back a little bit later on, but Damn. not enough. It's because oh, I mind. went the other way... Towards the end for for comic mm. effect, fair play. So well done, there we Tess. go, guys. Real rubs, the triumphant return of real rubs. I really like doing real rubs because I get to think of stupid things. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, so I've got one more tiny little section. Um, now this is things from The Simpsons that ended up having an effect on the real world. So they didn't predict the future; they sort of swayed the future. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, I've got. Two examples of this. So, Apple's autocorrect. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm just checking if I've got a video clip for this one. Oh my god! Uh, yes, yes, I know exactly what. You know the clip I'm gonna yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> Eat up, Martha. <laughs> yeah, it's talking about um, an Apple product called the Apple Newton. <laughs> Take a memo on your yeah. Newton. <laughs> Take a memo on your Newton. Eat up, Martin. Eat up, Martha. <laughs> Um, here we go. I've got the clip here. Fucking hell. Come up with these academic alerts. You will receive one as soon as your grades start to slip in any subject. <laughs> this way, your parents won't have to wait until report card time to punish you. How innovative. I like it. Hey, Doff, take a memo on your Newton. Beat up, Martin. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the screen says, uh, eat up, Martha, is what the yeah. screen oh, goes to. Yes. But <sighs> this sort of uh, rip on the Apple technology from their product, the Apple Newton, which was famous, like had was didn't work, basically, had a lot of issues, um, one of them being this handwriting recognition. So when they were working on the autocorrect for the iPhone and they're first inventing that product, don't know if you've heard of it, um, they sort of took that joke to heart and when they were developing the keyboard um, they were like this is the thing that has to work because if it doesn't we'll just get heckled forever just like we were with the Apple Newton I didn't realise that was actually ah, that's crazy I didn't realise that was a product yeah and in the in the office when they're developing it they would quote it to each other they would say don't forget eat up Martha and eat up Martha was like the mantra when they're trying to nail the autocorrect wow, okay, wow. yeah they would say, eat up Martha to each other. Wow, that's taking it way too personal. So, <laughs> re- real world effect. Because if, you know, if it's a big, they were, they were expecting the iPhone to be big. And it, 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 I think it was quite successful. Uh-huh. Um, Ish. So yeah, they knew they had to nail it. But they were, they were right. Like, it's, I think, again, that might be like another prophetic, you know, they know the way people think mm-hmm. and the way people behave. And they know that people aren't going to take a product seriously. If it's if it's that that out, you know, if it's if it doesn't work, if it promises it something that. and it doesn't even close to you know provide, mm-hmm. but like yeah. the tech company tries to make it seem like oh no, it's working, it's working. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. good enough. It's like when they first released Skyrim, and you could have the crazy like like giants hitting you up into the air like. Three hundred feet. <laughs> oh yeah, you get it all the time with video games. Like if a video Patches. game launches that's hyped and it has loads of bugs in it, even if they fix that in the first couple of weeks, people always remember the bugs. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, before I talk about the last one, I'm actually just going to play a clip, which I didn't play earlier, but I've got it queued up here, and I'm just like, oh fuck it. Uh, this is about the space launch. Um, just because I just love this. I love when the Simpsons are watching telly. I love the fake TV shows they watch. Yeah. And I love this incredibly boring conversation about the space launch. It's a lovely day for a launch here live at Cape Canaveral at the lower end of the Florida Peninsula. And the purpose of today's mission is truly, really electrifying. That's correct, Tom. The lion's share of this flight will be devoted to the study of the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws. Unbelievable. And just imagine the logistics of weightlessness. And of course, this could have literally millions of applications here on Earth. And everything from watchmaking to watch repair. Boring! Oh, no! The battery! Now let's look at the crew a little. They're a colorful bunch. They've been dubbed the Three Musketeers. 
<laughs> and we laugh legitimately. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. <laughs> no, not another boring space launch. Change the channel. Change the channel. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Oh, um, I just love the. Uh, <laughs> it's about how wacky the crow is. Like, there's a mathematician, another kind of mathematician, and a statistician. <laughs> I think it's like we what. So we watched the the launch last Saturday with Joel, not like live, but we wanted to show Joel because he's really into rockets right now. But in his head, mm-hmm. it's just an abstract, like crazy thing. So we showed him the clip. We're like, no, look, like you know, space meant like spacemen are real and they go into space and you know i like we got I kept trying to find the actual clip of it of it taking off and all the stuff up until then is exactly like that it's just like so yeah. uh they're walking to the shuttle <laughs> now and they're gonna it's gonna take a while for them to get strapped into their seats so let's just talk about the mission again and you know it's so dull <laughs> i find it a lot when you try and interview like it's a lot of t- you find it with sports personalities or something like that, where it's like pretty much your whole life has to devote around this thing, yeah, because it's so impossible to pull off. So when you try and talk to them about anything that isn't about that, it's a very dull conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this when me and so me focused. and Becca have like a, it's almost like sumo bingo. Uh, we follow the sumo tournaments uh, from Japan, and when we watch them, sometimes they interview the wrestlers when they come off out of the ring, and they always just say like, "I'm just focusing on doing my brand of sumo." <laughs> And that's like it. It's just like they have like three or four sentences that all of them say. And it's, that's what them space launch and them sort of shows are like. It's just they've got to try and make it sound fun, but they don't even try. It's no. like they're media trained, but they just don't have the heart to follow it through. So it's just like, no. let's say the, the most least amount of words I can to get through this. Yeah, I saw the rocket go up. Uh, we were in, um, like outside. We could see it like go up. Yeah. Over... Over the I sky. didn't see it. I didn't even know it was happening. I didn't know until the next day. <laughs> yeah. so. It was all right. So I've got uh, one last one. This is a bit like the autocorrect. It's a real effect on the world. Uh, so the Springfield baseball team, the isotopes. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the baseball team that gets referenced many, many times in the show, the Springfield isotopes, uh, the Homer's team. He like hates them until they win, and then he loves them, and then he hates them again, yeah. <laughs> that team. That's the way it always goes with sport. <laughs> That's every sports fan, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in series 12, the episode Hungry, Hungry Homer, um, they th- uh, there are plans for the isotopes to move to Albuquerque. And uh, Homer goes on hunger strike to uh, try and stop that from happening. Now, right. in real life, the, the Calgary Cannons team, um, they were moving to Albuquerque. And uh, they were having their name changed as a result of that. And the Albuquerque Tribune ran a poll to what their name should be. And the overwhelming winner was the Albuquerque Isotopes because of this episode. (laughs) And then that team is now the Albuquerque Isotopes. Oh, hang on, I did know this. Yes, I did know this. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading it at the time and just thinking how crazy it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. So the Calgary Cannons became the Albuquerque Isotopes based on the Springfield Isotopes who in one episode were planning to move to Albuquerque. So That's wow. so crazy. Yeah. Do you think The Simpsons is just so great that we try to make our reality like it rather than them predicting us? We're trying to ground ourselves by making the reality as much like The Simpsons predicted as possible. Yeah, I want this carefree, fun world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
The thing is, uh, we'll start wrapping up now, but the thing is, when when a series runs as long as The Simpsons does, like we're in over 30 series now, and I've only really talked about ideas that they predicted from the first sort of third of that, that run. Yeah. There's so many episodes yeah. that's based on so many different things. Of course, by chance, some of that will actually happen. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing actually like spooky or spiritual about it. No. Especially when there's a socially like aware program, because it's not like yeah. they're just pie in the sky things. They're actually trying to predict things that could happen because that's mm-hmm. the joke. The joke is that it applies to our social lives and it applies yes. to our real lives. And sometimes they're just mocking how ridiculous the world is mm. by exaggerating what already has happened. Yeah. And the world becomes more exaggerated and becomes that. Um, so I listened to the uh, Simpsons podcast, Talking Simpsons. It's really great. Um, and they've recently been revisiting series one again and like how sort of toned back the comedy seems to be in series one before the world got as exaggerated as, as it is now. Yeah. And in those early episodes, there is a joke that Homer buys triple chocolate that's a joke. It doesn't feel like a joke when you watch it now. It's just like, oh, he's buying triple chocolate ice cream. Because the idea of something being triple chocolate was so extreme and exaggerated yeah. mm. that it's a gag that he buys it. That's nothing now. We quadruple chocolate, sure. fucking septuple chocolate, chocolate on chocolate. Like, it's not, that's not wild. No. no. Yeah. But no. I've been thinking throughout this, I was thinking about there is an episode of Family Guy where I can't remember exactly. The details, but I'm pretty sure it's it's like one of those Brian and Stewie episodes. Mm-hmm. And in it, um, Caitlyn Jenner, or who was Bruce Jenner, mm-hmm. comes like there's like she comes in on like a cruise ship or something and basically dances for um, the Navy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the joke is that how crazy would it be if someone who is considered to be so macho, i.e., uh, uh, you know, a six foot four strapping male athlete becoming a woman and it's like it yeah it's the same kind of thing isn't it you you take um you know and basically the the subject matter is is trans is is taking something which actually you know 30 40 years ago would have been considered ridiculous but now it's it's normal it's completely normal and accepted in everyday life and if just slightly exaggerated one aspect of it and and you know although they don't have as many episodes as the simpsons there's a lot of episodes of family guy now like you say they're gonna mm. get something right yeah um and that's part of comedy Anything isn't it that long running has to stumble upon something that will actually happen at some point yeah of course i mean there are people that think the simpsons predictions they're like isn't it spooky isn't it no no it's not spooky it's just a coincidence yeah mm. Yeah, it it's just that the President T, that one, is, is so bang on that it feels like it is spooky and then maybe they knew about it or something like that. Like, no, it's just... It's more that the world is spooky. Yeah, isn't it crazy? So I hope everyone enjoyed a more light-hearted episode in these uh, troubling times we're in. Um, I know people enjoyed weird news that went up uh, recently because it was so silly and i thought i'd do another silly one just to keep that feeling going for the time being because i think we all need it including me like i didn't want to research anything dour right now yeah absolutely 
No, definitely. That was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. I hope the listeners enjoy it because, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I'm sure they will. It's really fun. And also, we enjoyed talking about The Simpsons so much on that yeah. other podcast we did recently. I was like, I want to do some more of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyone wants to get in contact with us, they can do at unexplainableuk at mail.com. And they can also do at the website weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com on that website there's also links to where you can find our social media pages there's ways to uh, support the show monetarily uh, you can also support us just by telling people about the show that really helps us uh, post about it on social media that kind of thing it's all really helpful uh, there are bonus episodes of different things uh, weird news there's bonus weird news there's a podcast that me and Beef did a couple of years ago called Unwatchable that's really fun we watch bad horror movies um they are also available to buy that's at bobshoy.bandcamp.com that's my name b-o-b-s-h-o-y dot bandcamp.com you can also support me on patreon.com slash bobshoy to just give me a little tip for my time uh, editing all the various podcasts I work on now listener of the week someone who I thought had already been listener of the week uh, but I looked at my record of listener of the week and I don't think he has so if you have you get in double but I don't think you have Jeff Armstrong Listen to the week. Um, wow. He's in contact quite often with the show, comments on a lot of our social media posts. Um, really appreciate when people engage with the show. And also, he guessed that I was going to do this episode. It was spooky. So That's spooky. A couple of weeks ago, he was like, do this episode on Twitter. Do a Simpsons predicted episode. Um, and he keeps tweeting about it. And Jeff, I'm going to tell you now, I haven't been ignoring those tweets. I just didn't want to draw attention to them because you had guessed what I was working on. Uh, <laughs> I well was already Jeff. working on it when you said it. That's brilliant. So, Jeff, you're the real spooky one, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I could have sworn that, that he's been a listener of the week so like recently. Or Jeff, if we've already made you listen of the week, let us know and we can revoke this in hindsight. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep it. <laughs> no, it just would be some mistakes because... Jeff, you in touch with us quite a lot, and we hear from you, and yeah. we hear from you on social media, and that's really great. So, it would, yeah, but if not, amazing. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, pet of the week. We've been getting loads of these recently. I really, <laughs> it it brightens up my day to get just a picture of someone's pet. Um, but this one is a listener, so they in contact quite a lot with me on Twitter um, at random fucks <laughs> at random f. Uh, FKS and their dog Foxy. I know they take their dog for a walk and listen to Weird Tales as they do so. This is Foxy. Oh, uh, ridiculously cute dog. Yeah. Um, I know that they listen quite a lot awesome. and make maybe, well, whilst walking Foxy. So that's a double whammy for why Foxy is pet of the week, dog of the week. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's one cute little dog. That is amazing. It is. So I think we're done. Um, everyone, I know it's rough out there, but, you know, we're going to all get through this. Uh, Weird Tales is here to distract you, I hope. We've been getting so many nice messages from listeners. Um, you know, we've been kind of outspoken on our support for some things that are going on in the world recently. And the majority of our listeners have been, you know, right there with us and sending very nice messages and supporting the same things. Uh, hopefully we're all on the same wavelength here. Um and I won't say anything about the shitheads who <laughs> have been posting not so nice things. Yeah. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I've had some. I had some really good stuff on Twitter uh, the other day. I've deleted Twitter now for anyone 
who follows me if you enjoyed my very fleeting i don't think i ever tweeted really did i maybe once a month if that mm. but yeah i had some really good stuff on twitter uh from a few listeners yeah. so that was really nice yeah really great um sort of conversations and comments and interaction with people on facebook and social media and mm. uh, facebook and twitter at the moment so and emails getting loads of nice emails so we really appreciate it guys i mean i think 99.9 percent of our listenership are pucker on the same wavelength same yeah. same wavelength as us and really good people absolutely yeah. thanks a lot oh and on that note um i did just want to say i'm gonna say this live on the episode because i can always edit out if you guys don't agree mm-hmm. um we posted on uh, Facebook recently that we're going to be giving uh, a big chunk of our advertising money this month to um, some of the events that are going on in the world, uh, specifically supporting various charities in the BLM movement. But I was uh, researching where to send it and and what places to give it to and and all that stuff. Um, And I just thought, why don't we just do this every time we get advertising money? Yeah, I would be happy going forward for half of our advertising money just to go to different charities totally um when it comes around we get advertising money once probably every two months um so when that comes uh, i would really like to support different charities yeah definitely uh, i know beef himself um is a member of a charity and so mm. uh, we, we should be giving money to that as well yeah well that'd be much appreciated but uh yeah yeah absolutely what a great idea yeah no i'm super happy for that yeah, um, I'll try and give at least half of... Well, obviously, we need money for um, paying for web hosting and things like that. Uh, the odd bit of equipment. But on the whole, it sits in a kitty until we need it. And I'm just thinking, if it's been sitting in a kitty and we haven't needed it, apart from the odd little bill to keep the show going, there are people out there that do need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we I want to help those causes uh, in as little of a way as we can. And if we've got some spare cash sitting around, it's, it's more useful to them than us. So... Awesome. With that in mind, when you're sending us messages, sending us pets of the week and all those nice things that you send us, if there's any charities that you really want to draw our attention to, we'd appreciate that as well because we want to send stuff their way. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Perfect idea. Sorry to spring that on you guys. I forgot to mention it, but I, did, I didn't think you had a pose. I didn't think you were going to be no. like, fuck that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, of course not. No, happy to. Happy to. The advertising yeah. money is from the listeners, really. They make the money because the advertisers are advertising to them. So, yeah, it's great to give back to the charities yeah. that they can suggest, for sure. Brilliant. It's the circle of life. Yeah, so next time you, as a listener, have to listen to a boring advert or skip for an advert, just know that that money, you listening to that, that little like 30 seconds of irritation when you listen to the show, that's going somewhere good now. So mm. Absolutely. That's awesome. Perfect. And on that positive note, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think we nailed it. Have you got a sign-off, Great. a pun sign-off for Simpsons? Uh, well, I don't know. Smell you later. The Wittes. Smell you later. <laughs> the Wittes. <laughs> Doesn't make sense at all. No. Okay, so it's goodbye from me, Beef, and the Tissington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Bye. Makes no sense at all. See you later. Love you. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Oh, one last thing. A lot of people have been signing off their emails with love you lots. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. That made me me laugh. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
<laughs> Love you lots. Bye. Love you lots. Bye. 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 me from something and I uh-oh. Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but it's a start. Bravo. Are you hiding something from me? Like what? Judging from your song, you're infatuated with a woman named Mindy. Or a man named Andy. Lisa, look out behind you. Dad, I'm not going to fall for that. No, Lisa, I swear to you. I'm 100% completely serious. You've got to turn around right now before it's too late. Huh? Sucker! Ugh, money in the bank.